with a vision, where we discuss all things supervision. I'm your host, Sarah, professional counselor, marriage and family therapist, play therapist, eating disorder specialist, and cookie lover, with my co-host, Heather, marriage and family therapist, certified together in Texas counselor, a Texas transplant from California, and outdoor adventurer. Hi, welcome to Supervision with a Vision. Today, Heather and I are doing something a little bit different. We're letting you get to know us outside of the counseling office. Yep. Ready? Ready. Heather, what made you want to be a therapist? I started out in child development, worked in that field for a while, and I realized that I really wanted to work with the families of kids, especially the kids that had some bad behaviors and some Mm -hmm. behavior management issues. From that, I decided to keep pursuing more psychology classes. A lot of the child development or early child development and psychology classes were overlapping at my school. Like the second part was a psychology credit. The first Mm -hmm. part was a child development credit. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I ended up getting kind of a dual credit for a lot of my fun classes in college, Mm -hmm. all the while working at a summer camp that was also a child development center where they eventually launched into a private school. During that time, I would get a raise for every class that I took that counted towards child development. (laughs) And so there were lots of incentives. There were lots of incentives. First, I thought I wanted to go into special ed and I pursued that for a little bit of time. Became a behavioral management person for kids with autism or on the spectrum of autism and did that for a little bit and then figured out if I was going to go any further, I needed a master's degree Mm -hmm. and I wasn't sure in what. So I began work at a day treatment center and quickly realized it's that counselor job that I really want. Okay. So you were pretty close. The more involved you got into helping people, you realized there was a need. Right. And you had to fine tune that a little Mm -hmm. bit. You weren't quite sure what that need was or how you could fill it. But the more practice and experience you got working with people, the closer you got to that answer. Right. Okay. So once you became a counselor, were there any surprises? Were there any things that you went, oh, that's what it is to be a counselor? so many. Really? What? (laughs) I can remember at the very beginning right fresh out of grad school and leaving at the end of like maybe doing just two sessions back to back and going oh my gosh I have all this paperwork I have to do now like it's not just being present in the room and listening and Mm -hmm. conversing there's a lot more to it even though they taught me that in school the reality hit pretty hard oh I have to schedule time for paperwork Hmm. I mean that makes sense thinking about your path that you started out very hands-on in a classroom or with kids all day long right and it's what it flip-flops Yep. You had just an hour or two with kids mm-hmm. and then you had all this ugh, paperwork. Right. Huh. Another big surprise was that sitting in an office listening all day long was exhausting. Mm-hmm. Like I had to space myself and give myself time, especially at the very beginning, not schedule a nine, a 10 and an 11 o'clock client, but schedule a nine and then maybe a 1030 or an 11 and uh-huh. give myself a little bit of space in between. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you were still helping people, but you were flexing a different muscle. Right. Different and kind I, of muscle. Right. <laughs> And it made you tired in a different way. Right. Okay, Heather, what has been your all-time favorite vacation? <laughs> Jamaica. Ooh. That would be my favorite. We um, stayed at an all-inclusive resort that was phenomenal, away from the crowds. Not mm-hmm. not main part Jamaica, kind of out in a nature preserve area. So that was awesome. Um, I love outdoors and being outside. But I think the biggest thing about that vacation is that I didn't have to do anything, plan anything. We did lots of adventures, hiked waterfalls, mm-hmm. um, snorkeling.
snorkeled, all, all different stuff, but just not having to really yeah. play. It was like, what would you like to do today? <laughs> right. So the all-inclusive part, you woke up right, and there were plenty of options to choose right. from and you just did it. could do whatever. Right. Did you have kids with you? I did not. Not yeah, we haven't done yet. Point. We have plans to take the kids. Cool. But that's going to be a different trip. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. A different kind of all-inclusive trip right. with you bringing but the yes. kids with you. Okay, Heather, what is your most embarrassing moment that you can remember? Mm, most embarrassing. I think this one would be a hard question for me to answer. I used to say, well, maybe it still is my most embarrassing moment. I was trying out for Color Guard in high school, and it was maybe my second year trying out. And so I was pretty confident that I was going to make it, but really wanted to show the advisory team that like, Mm -hmm. I got this and I want to maybe be an officer. Mm -hmm. And we had these drills we had to go through. And at the very beginning, they call you to attention and they have you do a certain movement, depending on if you're holding a rifle or a flag or different things, you have a different at ease and attention stance. And when she called me to attention, my bra snapped. Just blue? Yeah. Like, goodbye, you no longer need this. And that was the very, I mean, that was like seconds into my tryout. And you're not wearing loose-fitting clothing. You're yeah. wearing some pretty... Like a leotard-ish, yes, something like that, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so it was like, well, I mean, I can't do much about this. And thank goodness I know these teachers that are here. And I'm only with two other girls, and they're not going to notice because they're focused on themselves. So just right. keep going. Just keep going. And then afterwards, wow. I was dying laughing in the corner, and the advisory table did ask, well, what happened out there? We saw this look come over your face of panic. And so I told them, and they were like, well, good job for carrying on. Well, cool. So it was embarrassing to you, but no one, no really, one else really knew it. I the mean, moment. maybe they had a right. little clue something happened, but not right. that. Heather, what was the last thing that you bought for yourself? For myself, a new phone case. Oh, I think. Uh, because the old one was really. Mm, I falling wanted apart. the kind that had the pop socket on the back. Oh, okay. And with this last phone that I have, I've had it for a year now, I keep throwing it. It keeps flying hmm. out of my hand, no matter what case I had. So I wanted to upgrade to like a more durable case that Pretty had a. Heavy duty. Right. And you know what the sad part is? I don't like it now. Oh. And I spent money on it. Decent yeah. enough for a phone case. Mm. Yeah. A little more than you would have because right. you thought this is going to stand right. up to. I'm having this forever yeah. as long as I have this phone. Oh. And it hasn't Too stopped bad. these slipping out. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. This phone in particular keeps sliding mm. out of my hand. <laughs> is it bigger than the others you've had? I don't, maybe a tad. I mean, not yeah. much. When The one that I have now, I don't think I'd get it again. My screen is bigger and it actually, if I use it a lot in one day, strains the muscles in my hand. Oh, from stretching your fingers. Mm-hmm. Oh, so yes. I'd go smaller if I yeah. had to do it again. Heather, in preparation for this, I asked you to think about a book mm-hmm. that you have read that you think impacted you or you as a counselor. What book did you pick? I picked Whole Bra- The Whole Brain Child. I felt like when I was reading that book, I was already in my counseling program or maybe even, com- I might have had to read it for school or maybe I was just on the other side of it. That was about the same time we were having our first child. Mm-hmm. And I was all into the psychology behind different different attachment styles and different experiences your kid has and, you know, how you can impact those. And so I remember reading it. And really, I was reading it for me or our, our future children. Mm-hmm. But I remember going, oh, now I understand some of these moms or dads mm-hmm. that come in. And they I'm understanding them better now from a different point of view. Yeah. In that moment, it rang true for a lot of different reasons. Right. It made sense as a parent, mm-hmm. as a counselor, right. as a counselor specifically that works with parents and kids. Right. So it just, just came it all, all came together. together. Like when I was reading it, I was like, yes, just clicked. Mm-hmm. Do you think it works its way into your counseling now? Um, maybe not as much as it did. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still think I, I keep those things in mind 
I've done, obviously, read a lot more books since then. Mm-hmm. Um, I love emotional intelligence. That's one of my favorites. I think I refer to that a lot. I think that uh, some of the stuff by um, Dan Siegel with, um, like, Brainstorm, mm-hmm. um, Understanding the Teenage Brain, I think a lot of that plays out more. I mean, it's still on the brain science side of things, but... They probably have more impact, but Whole Brain Child definitely made me take a turn. I think maybe our daughter was a baby, like teeny tiny. Mm -hmm. But I remember thinking this makes so much more sense for work. So maybe you actually, because she was little, really little, Mm -hmm. you were connecting what you read to all the kids that you had worked with already in classrooms and camps and in counseling that you saw what they were talking about Mm -hmm. in those kids and your interactions and their relationships with parents or other adults. Do you think that you also envisioned that that could apply to you and your kids? Like you could see that you growing into that or your family growing into that? I can see that. I even every once in a while something will, like a conversation will happen between in just within our family with my husband and I and kids and something will come up and I know just by the content of the conversation that I'm thinking about it differently because of that. I have to Hmm. take my therapy hat off and just... Well, I don't... The way you're describing it, I wonder if you have integrated it into the way... Right. (laughs) Integrated it so much into the way that you do things and parent and counsel that you don't necessarily always go, oh, that's a Dan Siegel idea. Right. Right. It's Hmm. possible. What is something in your office, physical something in your office, that you really love or that's special to you in some way? Hmm. Um, I have... Can I pick two things? No. Sure, yeah. Okay, so I have a tree that's made out of rocks that I got on a vacation because at the time I think he was seven because my seven-year-old told me I should buy it for my office. Huh. I mean, I like it. It's cute. It's a tree, but yeah. it was so important to him. And yeah. um, we were moving offices at the time, and he just thought that I really needed it for my office. And so it's like his little spark of him in my office uh-huh. in a very unique way. Yeah, for a seven-year-old, I think that's pretty interesting. Like yes. his worldview was big enough that he could think about you at home uh-huh. and think about you at the office yes. and picture you there. Fun times. You'll have yeah, them cool. on your caseload in a couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my other favorite thing is I have a ceramic pig that has mm-hmm. wings. Mm-hmm. And one of my clients was highly offended by it because really? they thought that I was making a joke about problems in the world being solved or something. I don't know. They took it way more deeply than I Yeah, took it. They, they read into it something right. that you didn't intend. Right. It was purely one of those things that I saw on a shelf and went, huh, quirky. I like it. Okay. Yeah. You're coming home with me. Uh-huh. Didn't think much more past it. So it is It is one of my favorite things. Uh-huh. And so not, even now, it still doesn't hold any deeper meaning, nope. but it it's still fits that idea of, well, it's cute and it's right. coming home with me. It's coming home with me. So hmm. Okay. Well, Heather, thanks for sharing more about yourself. Uh, this week, we focused on talking about you and things that impact you, affect your counseling maybe, but right. just as part of what you bring to counseling when you're a counselor. And next week, we'll be talking about me a little bit. Yay. You've been listening to Supervision with a Vision. Head on over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Be sure to check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Therapy Academy to join the conversation and get show notes. We'll be back next week with more Supervision with a Vision.